0: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to FCS Fans Nation podcast. My name is Lawrence Smith, and I'm joined again this week by two of our other admins, Kyler Neal and Matthew Frazee. What's up, guys? How are you guys doing? This is our second episode of what we are officially calling Season 1 of our podcast, since we only got in one episode last year. So if you haven't listened to Episode 1, you can check that out as well. In that episode, we discussed the Athlon Sports Preseason Top 25 poll, as well as answered a few questions from our group members. In today's episode, we will once again be answering questions given to us by group members. In fact, that's going to be our entire episode today. So Matt, Kyler, do either of you have anything to add, or should we just jump right in?
1: Oh, i think like... we just
0: jump right in. All right. So our first question comes from fan favorite Preston Adams. He's a JMU fan. He asks, if neither NDSU or JMU makes it to the finals, which teams would you have taking their place? Now, I'll start with Kyler. We're going to go with what would your dream matchup be and what is your expected matchup for this season?
1: Okay. Um, Obviously, my dream matchup um, would actually be Eastern versus um, NDSU or JMU. Since those, those have been the two top dogs the last couple of years. Um, as an Eastern fan, I'd like to get a crack at NDSU again. Um, they kind of embarrassed us last year. And then for JMU, we've actually never played you guys. So I think that'd be an awesome one to actually have in the championship. I think that cheats the question a little bit, but okay. Now- <laughs> <laughs> oh.
0: So if, neither, if neither JMU or NDSU could be who? Which two teams do you think oh, gotcha. are bad. likely to replace? You them.
1: just said dream matchup. I got excited. Um, so if if there's no two teams, um, you know NDSU or JMU, I'm gonna just go with, you know I wish it's Eastern and UNH. They're in my mind the two top teams for this year. Out of those top two, um, they return a lot. I think that'd actually be a pretty good game.
0: Yeah, I agree. I actually have UNH versus uh, Eastern as my expected matchup, too, if, if neither of the aforementioned teams could, could make it.
2: What about you, Matt? Yeah, I'm going to stick with uh, the University of New Hampshire, at least for one of the teams for expected, if James Madison and North Dakota State don't actually make the championship. Um, and I'm going to go back to from episode one, I'm going to say Samford. I'm going to keep them in there. I like what they're returning. Um, I've heard a lot of talk about them starting here as the offseason has continued. And so I would say Samford and I would say the University of New Hampshire. Uh, Dream matchup, Um, I'm going to go with Jacksonville State and Eastern Washington. As a North Dakota State fan, I think that would be a shootout. I think there'd be a lot of scoring. And honestly, if my team's out of it, um, I respect defense as a North Dakota State fan. I love it, but it would just be fun to see something different, especially after last year's very stressful, low-scoring game. It'd be fun to see two teams just absolutely duel it out. So I'd be all about that for a dream matchup.
1: Well, you'll see that in 2019 and 2020, no matter what. Yeah. That,
2: a Home and away deal. Yeah, that's going to be phenomenal to watch for the FCS and um, two really great teams going at it. That's going to be great.
1: Yeah, excited for
0: that one, for sure. My dream matchup that I have listed here, Kyler, you're going to like this one. I've got Eastern versus Montana.
2: I think, Ooh.
0: You know, a rivalry game like that um, in, the, in Frisco. It, it would be incredible.
2: Man, um,
1: I would love that, but... It would never happen. Only due to we don't play each other in
2: the regular season. No matter what, they pin us against each other. Uh, and Kelsey, our other admin, would lose her mind. <laughs> <laughs> she would not survive that those that two week buildup. No way. I'd block her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sure all the fans on the page know Kelsey is diehard EW, and she loves to razz those Grizz fans, and they like to give it back to her, which we absolutely love. <laughs>
0: All right, so moving on, our next question comes from Elijah Pierre. He wants to know Is there another FCS dynasty on the horizon, or is North Dakota State too good to be challenged for that title right now? Matt, you're a resident Bison fan, so why don't you start this one off?
2: I hope anybody listening and our admins are ready. This is about to blow this podcast up, and my house may be burned to the ground. My pick for the future dynasty of the fcs and i have messages to you guys to back this up is the university of north dakota fighting hawks and i'm gonna say it real simple i've said from the beginning of the ndsu dynasty at the fcs level und just like in the d2 days back in the 80s ndsu was untouchable there was no way UND was the little brother but you know what jimmy kline came on board they killed us in the 90s. They got their D2 championship just into the 2000s. And they they took over as the premier team in the state. Information from that or details of why I would pick them, they're returning to the Valley. Their recruiting base will be more around this conference. They can promote the Valley image. Um, additionally, they are going to be paying their players stipends. They announced that right after North Dakota State did. That's $3,400 for a full scholarship for a member to play football or any sport within that school. So oh. not, not a lot of schools in the Valley or in the FCS are going to be able to afford that because, you know, it's, it's based off donations and things of that nature. So if UND has this recruiting advantage to be back in the Valley, um, if North Dakota State dips and they become attractive, they've got a stadium, a nice stadium up there, they've got a passionate fan base and they can offer kids, you know, money for food or whatever they want to spend it on, I think that gives them a big recruiting advantage. And I'm sorry to take up too much time here, but I know an NDSU fan picking UND is crazy, and I'm telling you, I have no love for UND and athletics. It's just, I love the rivalry, but I have to be unbiased here, and I'm calling it in the next 20 years, you're going to see a rise out of UND, and I expect it.
1: Uh, I actually like that pick. I mean, it's not who I have, but... um how you broke it down, they, they do have a lot of money coming into that program. Um, so it's not a bad pick at all.
0: All righty. What about you, Kyler? Who is your next FCS dynasty or is there a next?
1: Okay. So for one, I don't, I don't know if we'll ever be able to top what NDSU has done this this past decade. Um, I think it's going to be pretty impossible for a team to do that, but all signs are pointing to, for one, JMU. Um I mean, look what JMU's done the last two years and it's with a coach um, who's only been there for the last two years. Uh, He hasn't even been able to use his recruits yet. So as long as JMU can figure out a way to keep uh, Mike Houston as their coach, I think JMU is going to serve as the next dynasty. Now, I do have another team, which I'm not ready to throw in the whole dynasty talk yet, but they are at least in my interest. And um, it's going to kind of rattle off Matt and him picking UND, but I'm actually going to say, throw Montana's name in there and Kelsey's going to hate me so much, but I'm going to do it. <laughs> so with Bobby Hawk back, there's a lot of interest in this team. He went 80 and 17 within his seven years, won the big sky, I believe every single year um, and went to two title games in that seven year period. Um, I'm not, I'm not saying it's going to be an instant dynasty. Cause I think, you know, the big sky is a lot stronger than when he was coaching but it's at least piquing my interest to, to really, um, you know, wrap my head around what, what he can do for this big sky team. And maybe we might see Montana back in the, in the limelight soon.
0: I could very easily see that. Um, that's, you know, a historic program. They won't stay down forever. Right.
2: And I think a lot of people up here in North Dakota have really learned about James Madison in the past two years. Now, you guys have been so successful in the FCS – and it is you fans. We are still a relatively new program, and your continued, you know, winning records like your bad years are like six and five, or still seven wins. Like you're that program that's had continued success. So I really like that pick, Kyler. And yeah, if Mike Houston's there, things are going to be going well. So that's yep. a that's a great pick.
0: Yeah, I I didn't want to just come out and say it because, of course, I'm a huge JMU fan, um, and I don't want to sound biased.
2: But outside of
0: NDSU, I mean, really, JMU seems to me to be the only answer. Yep. Um, JMU's close to being that now, but I think we still have to prove if we can stick around. Um, Outside of North Dakota State and JMU, I don't really see anyone else being that close right now.
1: In a dynasty level, I would agree with you. I I think those those are definitely the top two tier teams. Um, When you have back-to-back years of going to the championship, that speaks for itself
0: righty. So we'll move on to our next question. This one comes from Keith Hooper. He thinks the FCS championship needs to be played in a bigger stadium. If this were to happen, where would you see the game played? Kyler, I'll throw this one to
1: you. Well, first off, I will th- I will say, there's probably only a handful of schools that can actually sell at Frisco. So I just want to throw that out there. I think Frisco is a good location. Now on the on those times where, there's two big team fan bases like JMU in North Dakota or Montana even. Um, I think having a larger stadium would be great. And I think there's really only four states that I would prefer it being in. Um, one would be in Arizona. The only thing is their stadiums are just too big. Um, I mean, you can go to University of Arizona down in Tucson. It holds 55,000, but no, no team selling out that. So the other three states that I, I'd like to really mention, and I think they could be great fits, would be in Las Vegas. You have UNLV. Um, it's a destination, so it would be fun for the FCS fans to come down there, and you can play at UNLV. That holds thirty-five to 40,000 um, people. And then there's two stadiums in Texas that I think would be great. You can keep it in the Dallas market if on, you know, those last mar- those last team changes, it's not what you thought, and maybe you have a – I'm going to throw it out there, New Hampshire and um, Sanford Plain. Not too large fan bases, um, so you probably keep it at um, Frisco. But if it is NDSU and JMU again, you have TCU right down the road. Um, They can fit 45,000 kids. That would be a great fit. Um, And then even the University of Houston, they fit 40,000. That could potentially be a good fit for those bigger schools. And then my last one is over in Orlando, you have UCF. Um, Orlando. I think that's home of Disney World. Correct me if I'm wrong, but that would be a fun destination. Um, the champion can actually say we're going to Disney World. They could ah. I don't know, but um, UCF would be a good fit down in Orlando, too. Just for the tagline, it might be worth it. It's exactly.
0: I, you know, when I was kind of researching this, I came across TCU Stadium, too, there in uh, Dallas-Fort Worth, and I kind of came to the same conclusion that you did. Like, that'd be awesome. 45,000 seats. That's a good size. But then I looked it up on Google maps and the parking situation (laughs) at that stadium is atrocious. Yeah. Absolutely. No, like good central tailgating area that would accommodate the, the type of tailgating, um, that, you know, we've come to love in Frisco. Um, all of their parking lots are scattered around, um, this, you know, the stadiums, it's in the middle of a small campus anyways. Mm-hmm. That campus is in the middle of neighborhoods. So once you're inside the stadium, yeah, it'd be a great place for the game. But as for the whole fan experience on the outside, uh, I would have to veto
1: TCU. So you can tailgate at the stockyards there. Have you guys ever been to um, Fort Worth?
2: I, I have not,
1: no. So um, there's a lot of parking lots right by the the stockyards. It's not too far of a drive. I mean, put a couple buses in there and it'd be fine. But um, I I do agree with what you're saying for the tailgate spot. Yeah, Matthew, uh, do you have a a good place?
2: I do. Yep. I've just got one. I'll say it quick to keep us going. Um, I looked up a big list of stadiums based off capacity and I wanted to keep it more central. I don't know if they veer all the way to the west or east coast ever again. Um, I hope I'm saying it right. Yulman Stadium. It's the home of Tulane University. It's in New Orleans, Louisiana which is, I think, is a pretty good party spot. I don't know if people party in New Orleans. I'm not sure. (laughs) Um, But it's 30,000 people, and it was completely um, built, and the grand opening was in 2014. It's a new stadium, fits 30,000. Even with a small fan base, you can make it look good. Uh, Yeoman Stadium in a warm place, New Orleans, Louisiana.
0: I like it. Yeah, I like that too. Just before we move on, though, I do have to say, I think Dallas, you know, the greater Dallas area is – Arguably the best spot for the game. It's central um, in the country. You know, no one has to fly more than half of the country to get there. Dallas has, a you know, a great airport infrastructure. It's easy to get to. Um, and typically it's good problem. weather. Yeah, I don't have any problem with Dallas. I think the game should stay there.
1: And I think it should probably stay in Frisco unless, like I said, you have, you know, maybe the top five FCS fan bases. Those are the only ones that are going to sell out Frisco yeah. anyway.
2: Yep. You'll have the same complaints year by year. We need more seating, need more seating, but the year two, um, not as followed fan bases, uh, make it down there. You'll see that Frisco fits perfectly for small or big, uh, just like the Fargo Dome. It's okay to have people wanting more tickets and the environment to be cool in a uh, sold out stadium. It's better than a big stadium with nobody in it. So.
0: Yep. Absolutely agree. So moving on. Our next question comes from another JMU fan, Chris Pennington. He is looking for some good fear the FCS moments from the (laughs) upcoming season. He wants to know what would be some good matchups to look into. Now, I'm going to divide this one again into two categories. We're going to go with what is an exciting game and what is a winnable game. Uh, Either one of you want to start this one off?
1: So when I was doing research on some of the games that are happening next year or this year, um, I broke it up down in like Power 5 and then Group 5. So when I broke it up in the Power 5 section, there's not a lot of games that I would say the FCS has a, a really good shot. Probably the best one is Nichols at Kansas. Um, Nichols actually returns a lot um, in Kansas. As we all know, it hasn't been the best football program. Um, so that's actually a pretty decent game. Now, when you go into the Group 5, there's quite a bit of games where they actually have a good shot. Um, and I'll just pick one of them. I'm going to say KSU, um, Kennesaw against Georgia State, um, that should be a game where a very winnable game for Kennesaw State. Now, for exciting games, I'll throw this out here. I actually think the WSU versus Eastern game, if you guys watched that in 2016, that was a very exciting game. It was Gage's first start, and he threw for, or I think he had like 550 total yards of offense and six touchdowns in his first start. In Eastern, one by three points. I'm not thinking they're going to win again. Who knows? But it should be a shootout.
2: Yeah, I like I like those picks a lot. Um, Kyler, you actually had my Nichols at Kansas was was mine for the one to watch. I know NDSU beat Kansas, um, boy, years ago. Um, that being said, about Nichols and Kansas, it's a Power Five matchup, like you said. Now, people look at Kansas, the Jayhawks, and say, oh, well, their football program's terrible. And that may be true at the FBS level. But for an FCS team to beat any Power Five, I don't care how bad they are, um, I'm impressed. And I think Nichols brings a lot back, like you said. I'm not going to spend too much time on it since you already said it. Uh, and you're talking about another, another possible matchup to look at. How about South Dakota State going to Iowa State? Um, Iowa State has been beat quite a few times in the past five, six years by FCS opponents. Now, they had a good year last year, which is has been rare for them. Um, South Dakota State's a little bit down, and maybe Iowa State's on the rise. But the Jackrabbits certainly aren't going anywhere in the FCS. I think that could be a fun game to watch. Uh, UNI has really uh, given it to Iowa State the past few years. So another Missouri Valley team going in there. So that should be a fun one to watch.
0: One more that I want to throw in um, into the winnable game category is – University of Richmond versus UVA um, I think it was actually two years ago Richmond played UVA and they won um, Virginia kind of in a in a low spot as far as power 5 ACC teams go a um, little bit of controversy with their some comments that their coaches made and I you know honestly I agree with their coach they probably do only have 20 or 25 ACC caliber players on their roster. Um, I think Richmond is going to bounce back from kind of a down year last year. Um, I think the the Spiders are probably going to get it done in Charlottesville, come out with a win on that one. Um, And, of course, my exciting game, I have to be a homer on this one and say JMU versus NC State. I know that doesn't help Chris very much at all because I'm sure he'll be at that game. So... (laughs) (laughs) He'll be watching that one for sure.
2: Yeah, Chris is the man. He's a great James Madison fan. And can I a shout out to our group and how we operate within FCS fans nation? I pretty much just heard a Bison fan, Eastern Washington fan, and the James Madison fan pick and compliment UND, Montana, and Richmond. That is some non-biased <laughs> podcast slash Facebook activity right there. I love it. That's great. This
1: is great. So can I can actually throw in one more game. Uh, Absolutely, that that I did not mention, and I think this is a very winnable game, which might surprise some people. Um, I've been high on this team. You guys will will recognize the name UC Davis. They are actually playing San Jose State now. San oh. Jose State last year was two and ten or something like that, and UC Davis, um, you know, they didn't have a winning record, but they were a lot improved compared to, you know, what we've seen in the past. So Kellen Doss had 200 and I forgot exactly how many yards against San Diego state, who is a top 25 team for half the year last year. I think he's going to have a field day at San Jose state. That could be an exciting game and a very winnable game for an FCS team.
2: I would love to watch that just based off what our members and yourself, Kyler have said about UC Davis going up this year. That that'll be a lot of fun and, Uh, That receiver you had mentioned, um, what was the name? Um, Kellen Doss. Kellen Doss, that's right. I got to learn that because everyone keeps telling me that kid's going pro and he's going to do big things.
1: He'll go pro. Um, I'm not 100% sold on UC Davis, you know, making the playoffs next year, but they're definitely on the rise. They have all the money intact. They have great location, great recruiting. So we'll see more of them as, you know, time goes on. But that's a very winnable FBS game.
0: Hey, you don't have to be a playoff team to win your FBS game. Nope, just look at we you in two thousand and ten. Yep. <laughs> All right. So our next question comes from NDSU super fan and FCS Fans Nation super contributor Adam Willie. He wants to know how did Idaho get to be ranked number three in the Euro Sports preseason poll?
2: Twenty did twenty three, right, Lawrence? What did I say? Uh, number three. I think,
0: yes, 23,
2: Um, but maybe they could be number three. And I'm going to give you one (laughs) awesome reason why Um, it's from one of our best newest members, uh, Jesse Basher, I believe is how you say his name. He once said on our page, the entire Idaho team is full of FBS transfers. And that is the best line I've ever heard in my entire life. And that's true. The entire team coming down is FBS. So why right off the bat shouldn't they be completely favored in a lot of games? Why shouldn't they be ranked really high? Um, you could argue how they performed at that other level as an independent and within the Sun Belt. Um, but still, that's, you know, more scholarships. They get to pick and choose who's coming down. Uh, if you got a whole team of FBS players, it's hard to not say, well, at least they're top 25 within the FCS. We'll see if they... If they can separate themselves right off the bat, it'll be interesting. And I'll, I'll let Kyler take it from here because he's our, our big sky man. So.
1: so there's two reasons why I think Idaho is properly placed. One of the reasons is if you look at what they've done this decade versus the FCS, they're 5-1 and one versus the FCS. Their average margin of victory is 36-15. to 15. That shows you something right there. Now I want to throw a little shade because the only game they lost was to Eastern and then we beat them 20 to three, but no one's talking about that. It's all right. Just, a um, but the, other, <laughs> but the other reason is I, so I dove into more of their recruiting and I took it back about five years. If you compare them to the FCS in terms of ranking all D one teams, mm-hmm. the worst year of recruiting was in <laughs> 2017 and they would have finished fifth in all the FCS other years. They've finished first, first, second, and third. They have the recruits to compete with any FCS team. That's that's the end of the story. I mean, they have the recruits. They have the talent. We'll see if they can put it together on the field. Um, but I think being much closer to their region is going to help them tremendously. I'm, I'm perfectly okay with them being a top 25. They're kind of a dark horse team where I don't know how good or how bad they'll be. Um, but I'm excited to see them play. And I think they'll have a mini at- impact on the big sky.
0: Now, since this question specifically asked about the Hero Sports poll,
1: I thought it was fair
0: that Hero Sports gets to defend themselves in this question. So I reached out to new um, Hero Sports writer and FCS Football Fans Nation um, member Chase Kitty. And he had this to say. Um, this is a, I've, I've got him quoted here. He says, Let me defend Idaho for a second. The Vandals have a very good offensive line that I would personally put right there with Eastern, which I suspect will have the best unit in the conference this year. Idaho and Southern Utah should be two and three. And you know, they're going to be a factor in the big sky because there's really no elite team in that conference this year. Sorry, Kyler. It's all right. Are are there some defensive question marks? Maybe, but tell me what team in that conference doesn't have some work to do on that side of the ball other than maybe Montana state. They're going to be able to score points, and they're going to compete in a pretty deep conference. He goes on to say, there are definitely some unknowns with them, but there are a lot of unknowns in that conference and in the FCS as a whole this year, behind JMU and NDSU. A lot of this summer stuff is conjecture, especially this year. We think Idaho is going to step down to an on-paper, easier schedule and really challenge the powers that be in that conference. I don't think any of us think they're the favorite to win, but compete for a playoff spot. Sure. Do you have any
1: thoughts on that quote from from Chase? I I mean I have to agree with everything he said. Um, I I think Idaho will be just fine, and they're in a much better place than um, you know playing in the Sun Belt, going to the South every other week. Um, they should be just fine. Yep. Yeah, and
2: based off the past, especially from what Kyler said, is the true Kyler? They they used to kind of run the Big Sky back in the day, or they were really competitive then? No, they just used to run Montana run. Montana. Um, they were
1: always, you know, a top half team, but um, I, and I, I might be wrong. I haven't really looked it up, but um, I believe they weren't the top dog when they got an offer to the FBS. They just had, you know, some of the most money and be- better facilities to actually make the jump and transition to the whack. Um, and that even could be, because I know Montana had interest in the whack. That might've been when Montana declined. Idaho oh. actually got the, the invite. I'm not a hundred percent sure on that. But, but that could be the factor.
2: Gotcha. And anytime so, you've got facilities and money, I mean, you, you've got a chance to bring in good players and, and breed success.
0: So bottom line is Idaho got to be ranked number 23 because they deserve
1: to be ranked number 23. Yep. Just take a look at their recruiting and what they've done the last five years. They've had top five recruiting every year. If, they, if they're if they not number 23, then I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah.
0: Now, Adam also has a question about the other FCS newcomer this season. He asks, how do you think North Alabama
2: will be able to compete in the FCS? So when you look at North Alabama, they have done really well at the Division II level. Um, they actually lead by, behind a pretty big legacy. Um, they won 17 conference titles. They went to the playoffs 21 times and won three national titles. Now, those were all back-to-back in 1993, 94, 95 but it's not like it's a D2 team that's never had success and now they've got some funding and they're coming up. Um, They've got two live lions as mascots, which is just awesome. Um, (laughs) That doesn't really affect the play on the field, but I had to throw it out there. I just think they're going to be completely fine. Um, I don't expect them to come up into the Fargo Dome um, and pull a NDSU D2 over Montana upset in 2003, but I do expect them to come up and actually show something more than just, oh, okay, this game's over at halftime. I just think when you have success, whether it's at the D3, D2 level, FCS level, and it seems to be continuous, which North Alabama has had, I think that's just meant to continue. Uh, they're an independent in 2018. They'll be a Big South member in 2019. I think it's a great ad for the Big South. And I've seen on our page some Ohio um, valley conference fans they are not happy that una ended up in the big south and not with the ohio valley because i think that's going to help that conference a lot i expect good things out of una going forward um maybe not right away in year one but don't expect them to just disappear and be bottom dwellers forever
1: yeah so i actually agree with you for the most part matt um but i think it's going to be a pretty big uphill battle last year they went five and five with a d2 schedule This year is a much harder schedule. I wouldn't be surprised to see them only have, you know, two to three wins this year. Um, But that being said, they also have a great stadium, especially for being a D2 school. Um, They'll have a stadium that can compete at the FCS level. They have great recruits down there in the South. I think they'll they'll be able to climb pretty fast, but it's definitely gonna be an uphill battle for that first, the first two to five years.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. 100% hundred percent with what both of you have said um, this day and age um, I don't really see anyone coming into um, into the FCS and just you know lighting it up um, immediately you know five ten years um, into their time in the FCS they might be playing for a, a point of sponsorship. Um but yeah this season I I don't see it. Um, I think they'll be respectable, but you know, probably not a playoff team this year.
2: I think being in the Big South helps them a lot. That's just obviously from Alabama, it's a perfect spot for them. And um, that conference as a whole, you know, it's had its teams that have left, teams that have come in, and I think maybe that will be one of their biggest benefits. I, I think they'll do well, but like I agree with your guys' points. It could take a little while.
0: All right. So that was the last question um, that we specifically have listed down today. Was there anything else either of you wanted to talk about before we have our closing remarks?
2: I just wanted to give a shout out to all the members and everybody who's listened to this so far. Um, We're just three fans, uh, three fans of three teams. Uh, We started that FCS fans nation page, Wyatt Cook did, he brought us on. And the people asking us questions, the people giving us feedback, it's just been awesome. Uh, the FCS Fans Nation Facebook page has been all about respect and fans coming together, discussing FCS football, talking a little trash. And the fact that this is just a continuation of it is awesome. And shout out to every single one of the people on our page. They're, they're great, and I appreciate every single one of them.
0: Yeah, and, you know, we don't get paid for this. We're not getting anything out of this other than just having fun talking to to other fans. Um, so we really do appreciate everyone's um, interaction and feedback. It really makes doing this worth it. Um, the, I, great segue, um, if you want to be more involved in the page, we are trying to grow our top 10 poll voter panel for this upcoming season. We have about 40, 45 members um, on the panel right now. Uh, last season we had probably 25 people average would vote each week. We're trying to double that number to 50 voters each week. So, if you are interested in being a official team member for FCS Fans Nation, send one of us admins um, a direct message. Um, just send us a sample of what your top ten poll for the preseason might be. Quick explanation why you made those picks, and we'll try and get you into that group. And we Any realize
1: things? everyone's polls is subjective. We're not trying to judge you on your polls, or you know, we won't turn you away just for that. We just want to make sure. We're not getting a fan in there who is completely biased, or or throws a poll in there that's way on left field when everyone is in right and center, because um, we want our poll to be fairly legit. So that's the only reason why we ask for a sample. It's not to just make sure you're agreeing with us, because most polls that are coming in they are completely different from mine, but they at least have validation in those polls. So just just throwing that out there.
0: Any other remarks?
2: No, I think that's it. That was um, that was a great job, guys. Uh, thanks for having me again. I'm down here in Texas doing some work training, so I'm hoping to maybe stop by Sam Houston or uh, a few other FCS spots that I normally don't get to. I wish it was during the season, uh, but I'm glad to be in a different area right now and um, enjoying doing this podcast with you guys. And, Alrighty.
1: If, and if any fans want you know, to ask any questions to us, we'll probably post a, a link on... Our page that ask uh, you know is asking you guys to to um, step in there and ask some questions so we have something else to talk about in a couple of weeks.
0: All righty, guys. Well, thank you for sticking with us through these podcasts. Uh, let us know how, what you thought of this episode. Give us some feedback and join the discussion in the comment section below. And we'll see you whenever we get around to recording another podcast.